So we're talking a lot about grace and unity, but most of all, it's called worship. Uh, I titled this message, Worship Any Way You Can. Um, sometimes we get loud, sometimes we're quiet, sometimes we tap a toe, sometimes we raise our hands, sometimes we just, you know, do different things. Um, and that's okay, we want it to be authentic. So you, uh, my prayer is, is that everyone would worship uh, God the way they're supposed to, uh, and how he's instructed you to. Not, not how your religion's instructed you to, but through the power of the Holy Spirit you've been instructed by. Amen? Um, so, um, turn with me into John chapter 13. So there's a lot of ways we can worship the Lord. We can do it through praying through his word. We can shout. We can dance. And uh, it, there's another way we can serve uh, serve God, and by serving God, we can worship God. He sets a, an example here. This is the, the washing of the feet, and, uh, and before you say, I'll never do that kind of thing, just be ready that um, your heart could be changed after today. I just, I don't know where you're at in your walk. I know you guys are holier than thou, and that's cool. I'm glad you're all, you know. This, maybe take this to a neighbor if you guys already have this down. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world, to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. So I want you to set the stage here. So Jesus is getting ready to do an act of service. He's setting an example uh, that we can follow and we worship the Lord through acts of service. And you may have to serve people that you don't like. Newsflash. He's, he's getting ready to wash the feet of people who have betrayed him, who are going to betray him, and, and, and people that are going to even talk about him on Facebook too. Let's see what he does here. So I, I know that he goes ahead and does it anyways. And, and maybe that's what I want to say to you before we pray for the offering today. When, when you, after you read this, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and worship and serve God anyways. Uh, during supper, when the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given him all things into his hand and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper, and he laid aside his outer garment, and taking a towel, tied around his waist, and then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel that was wrapped around him. So here we go with the Peter stories again. Uh, Peter stories and grace and all this stuff uh, is found in the Bible all over the place, and we see places where uh, Peter's kind of haphazard. We see where he's bold. We see where... Uh, he doesn't quite understand what God's doing, and I think you see a little bit of all of that here. You see him that he doesn't quite understand, then he gets bold, and then he gets excited. That's his character. And I think that's what God does. He doesn't try to get rid of your character completely. He just tries to accent it for his glory. So if you're an excitable person, as he gives you a, a download through his, through his spirit, you might uh, be a even more excited. Um, let's see what he does with Peter here. He says, he came to Simon Peter, who said to the Lord, do you wash my feet? So Peter's like, he's saying, God, that's, he says, 
He said, Lord, that's, he said, that's beneath you. I don't want you washing my feet. You're, you're too high and mighty. You're too good. You're too holy to wash my feet. And Jesus lets him know right off the bat, he goes, he goes there's nothing that I won't do for mankind. I think that's, you take that away and you're just like, wow, if he does it, Ken, I need to like do it anyways. And you may end up serving somebody that you just can't stand. Are we okay still? I mean, that's what's getting ready to happen here. We got Judas Iscariot and we got the, you know, we got the, 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 the jackrabbit and Peter here. Let's see what happens here. Uh, I, I've read this story many times, but I'm still intrigued by it. It says, Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, if I do not wash you, you will have no share with me. Simon Peter says to him, Lord, not only my feet, but my hands and my head. He's like, hey, man, do the whole thing anyway. See, get the garden hose out and baptize me. Isn't that like Peter? He goes from like hot to cold. He goes from like zero to 60 in like a second. Maybe that's what God's wanting you to do. Maybe you were planning on coming into the, the worship service and you're just like, you know what, I can give a little. But maybe God, maybe a little just ain't doing it anymore. Maybe it's time to just go, you know what, I'm going to worship God, and I don't care who's, who's watching. Amen. Um, you know, there's, there's, this, there's this thought out there that coexist is the way to live. You've seen the, the cute little bumper stickers and the, the coexist, and they got the different symbols, and it's this religion and that religion and all that. If we're truth-tellers as Christians... I have to tell all the other parts of the world and religions of the world the truth. If I really love humanity like we say we do, I mean, we're in here, we're shouting and hallelujah this and hallelujah that, and the, and the coexist bumper stickers are everywhere. God has called us more than to just coexist. Just standing around is not what God's called us to do. He's called us to inter, intermingle and, and tell people about the love of Jesus. And if you really love somebody that's caught up in world religion, you need to let them know Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You have to let them know that. And that's contrary to all other religions. So it's more than just coexist. It's existing in Christ, amen? And as you're an ambassador for Christ, I want you to listen to this. Uh, the one who has bathed does not need to wash except as for his feet, but is completely clean, and you are clean, but not every one of you. So here he goes, verse 11. But he knew who was to betray him. That was why he said not all of you are clean. So here he is. He's got this guy. He knows who's going to betray him uh, for a couple of bucks, and he's backstabbing him and the whole nine yards. Can you imagine being sold out for a couple of dollars? But he's still setting the example anyways. Man, I don't know about you, but that's, 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 pretty, that, that's pretty hard to, to, to understand. Verse 12, and when he washed the feet, he put his outer garment on and resumed his place. And he said to them, do you understand what I have done? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for I am. For if then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, say this with me, you also ought to wash Ought, remember, O-U-G-H-T, ought is a duty. You have to do this. This is what he required of you. He said, you ought to do this. You ought to serve one another. Regardless of what they've done to you or how, 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 how this all works out, we need to serve one another because that's what Christ did. And I think we can all learn a lesson here that if we really want to coexist or, 
or, or really survive in this world, we need to tell other people about Jesus. Amen? Because we're living, let's be honest, we're, we're living in scary times right now. I mean, if you're born again, you know where you're going, but we're living in times where we could use a little more Jesus. Amen? And, 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 and I'm going to pray, and then we'll get into the message. So, Lord, we just pray that we not coexist, but we tell others about the love of Jesus. Lord, that we know that the answer isn't in politicians or cute little slogans on bumper stickers. We know that we don't have anything in common with darkness and worldly religions. We have nothing in common with tyrants and tyranny. We are free people through the blood of Jesus. And we're free people who live in the United States of America. And we're not ashamed to tell the world. My prayer today is that you would bless the worship, bless the word, bless the offering. In thy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's applaud the Lord and worship and let the offering be picked up. Look at your neighbor and say hallelujah. Oh man, some of was Ephesians chapter 4, sometimes it's hard. Uh, just even getting to church. Um, and then God wants us to do something. He wants us to serve. He wants us to worship. And uh, I want to comment a little bit on that uh, on that video. Uh, did you guys like that video with Torn Wells and uh, Gary Lavox? I thought it was totally awesome. And I'm glad that there's, there's country music artists out there that aren't ashamed to confess their faith as Christ being their Lord and Savior. Amen. Instead of making it a, a, you know, a publicity stunt, they're not afraid to share their faith with the world. Um, and I, I just thought it was very, I thought it was very authentic. And that, and that young man, that Torn Wells, you could hear how much he loved Jesus in his voice. Uh, and, and that Gary Lavos guy too. And, and I wonder, I, I told, I'll, I'll start off with this and then I'll pray here in a minute. I, I wonder if God thinks that my worship's authentic or it's a show. Uh, here's the deal, man. We're too far into this, Diane, to put on a show. I, I, it, you know, at this point, do you really care who's watching? All I care about is if, if I'm pleasing God. And, and, and that, that, that sometimes in itself is just hard enough. So I can't, it's hard for me to really like put on a show for anybody else. I have to, I have to be authentic to my faith. And I think, and I, and I think that's what, I think that's what God's asking for today. And, uh, so this Ephesians 4, I've preached on it a, a lot, actually. But I believe today's going to be um, a little different. So I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to hear what I say. And then you can open them right back up. Uh, the power of God is at hand. The power of God is at hand. Open your eyes. We've invited the power of the living God to come in and, and baptize the sanctuary. That means to be fully involved, fully submersed in the Holy Spirit. All other thoughts, all other, all other things that are going on in the world are going to have to wait till we get done with this message. We're not going to be distracted by the enemy and, and, get, and, and, and get taken down some rabbit hole. We're going to concentrate on the Word of God and, and what He's got to say to us. Would you rise with me as I pray for the Word today? Lord, we just pray in Ephesians chapter 4 that it would be more than words on a paper. That it would be 
It would be your love message to your children. That it would be our code that we live by. We would be truth tellers and standard bearers. That we exemplify a Christ-like behavior when we leave the building. So everyone would want what we got. And we pray all this in thy name of Jesus. Amen. Can we applaud him one more time and worship in the house? You may be seated. Text your friends and tell them to turn on the broadcast here today. It's going to be a great message, and then uh, uh, maybe they'll invite you guys out for dinner or something. I don't know. You know, I, I walk out. I, I, we're going to go on food for just a second. So the, the travelers for Jesus were out there. They had their booth out there. And, you know, you coming to trivia, Pastor Pat, and everything? And Jeannie's like, uh, and, and it was Dunkin'. They have Dunkin' Donuts on the table out there. And I actually think that's, I don't know, its that's like a trap. <laughs> I was going to say, I, Steve, I was going to say, I don't even know if it's biblical, but they asked me a loaded question, Mark. They said, they said, I said, yeah, we're going to be there. We're, we love trivia. And I, and I love trivia, not because we're any good at trivia at all. I fare well when we get to the Bible portion, but all, like the other 13 categories, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and, and go, well, why do you come? Ask me that. Why do, okay, I'll, you drug it out of me. I come for the food. So, it's, the, it's a contest to have more and better food than the table next door. Don't you feel pity for the people who've never been to a trivia night like at Have Bible? They're like, what do you guys got, like crackers or something over there? I got, I got you know, fondue pots and all <laughs> It's true. I mean, we go off. Uh, so the power of God's at hand, and I want you to feel really comfortable in the house of the Lord. Um, not comfortable to where we get like sloppy in our worship or like we don't care. The pastor told us to get comfy, you know, so, you know, I'm still in my house slippers or whatever. Not that. Be reverent, but be comfortable. You know how you guys have your, your easy chair at home and your this, that, and the other. Well, I got new furniture, and I'm already wearing out my spot in the one couch. And uh, like the other chairs, they don't get sit in a whole lot, or at least with this amount of weight. And it's true. My wife, we got a new mattress, and she's like, man, it sounds like, feels like the other side of the mattress is really getting weighed down already. <laughs> Just say comfortable and you'll know what I'm talking about. I'm like, I like to break her in real quick, you know. Um, but I want you to be comfy like you're going into your grandma's house. Can you smell when you went into your grandma's house? And I just love that. And I was telling the story and, uh, you know, uh, my wife was telling, we were telling the story in my office to some friends. And we were talking about my grandma who lives, used to live down the street. And most of you guys know she uh, lived down there on Millwell. They brought Millwell through her 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 house there and I used to love going in there and and just she never locked her door back then for all you kids that are here uh, grandma's never really locked their door we just got and people were amazed they're like man you can just come and go and in your grandma's house I was like yeah she loves me and I and and watch this I belong there I belong there so you you belong in the house of God since you're his child um, 
And, and you don't have to ask to come. You just come. You just look at your neighbor right now maybe and just say, I belong here. This is where I'm supposed to be. I'm just, I'm here. This is, why, this is very normal for me. I feel comfortable. I like God's house. I like God's people. I like preaching about his word. I love the love of Christ. I love the authenticity of it. Um, and, and I want you to be comfortable in the house of the Lord because we're going to be talking about worship later. And sometimes people are like, I don't really like to, you know, are you guys like a hand-raising church? You know, one of the, they always ask me yeah, we raise hands and all kinds of heartbeats and everything in between. Uh, the Apostle Paul talks about that in, in, in Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to talk about grace and all that stuff. He says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. So each person is born again, has a calling on their life. Some is to cook, some is to sing, some of it's to read the word, some of it's to watch children and all that. And if you're not following your calling, you're not being a great representative of uh, of the company of the heavenly kingdom, you're Miss Strain. You're not being a good ambassador. Make sure the uniform's clean, and make sure you're representing Christ well. Amen. And, and uh, I, I think about that a lot when you're walking, ready to walk into a uh, a store or a restaurant or. Uh, something like that. You want the, the presence to, to feel really good when you walk up. You want it to be clean. You want it to be nice. And uh, and uh, I think when you're on the highway, everybody has a place where they like to stop because they use slogans like, our restrooms are the cleanest in the whole world. You're like, man, I'm going to that one. <laughs> this is how I think. I'm just telling you. Um, I want to be a good ambassador for Christ. Um, verse 2, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another. And I, I, I always try to, like, not hammer down on this too far, but I have to today because it's there again in verse 2. And I have to be a truth teller. He says, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Say that with me, bearing with one another in love. Oh, gosh, do I really have to. Well, I just read to you about Jesus washing feet of people that, that were going to betray him and talk about him. I told you, your Facebook friends, bearing with one another in love, just bear with them. Oh, my gosh, if I have to deal with him one more, you may have to deal with him a hundred times. I think the, the canned answer for everybody now is it's not in stock anymore. You wait forever, whether it's a restaurant or a department store, and you wait, and, and nobody has anything anymore. They don't actually stock things. Everything's drop-shipped now. I went in a place, I'm not going to tell you where it was, I was order, wanted to get something for my truck, and it was a young man that was waiting on me, Scott. He was a young man. I just go in there, I go, I'm looking for a toolbox and some diamond tread plate rails. And, so, and he says, well, and I went to a place that sells it, and he goes, well, we don't have any here. I was like, well, I felt like I was in the twilight zone. I thought Rod Serling was going to come out, and you've just walked into the twilight zone. <laughs> and then he gets a, watch this, then he gets a catalog, God love him, and he points to the things in the catalog. I'm like, I can do that at home. I thought it was like, it was like a show and tell in here. All the young kids are going, what's your point? 
I go, man, I can, if I have to order it, why would I order it through you when I could just go home and have my wife order it for me? <laughs> am I, am I, are we okay? I just don't, I'm like, I could order it myself. I don't know how to order things, but my wife could order it for me. I point, we do pictures at my house. Richard, I'm telling you, that's the way it was true. And I'm like, dude, man, I'm good here. And then uh, I'll just tell you how it ended up. You go, well, how did that wonderful diamond tread plate stuff get on your truck? Pastor Aaron found it at Tractor Supply, and I just drove right out there. And I, Hallelujah, amen, for Tractor Supply. And it was cheaper. Let's get back to the message. Woo. Ah. Do, 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 do. Peace bearing with one another and love bearing with one another and love. Oh, boy. And then a lot of times, like when I go someplace, I'll have the Hat Bible Will Travel shirt on, and I got the I love my church on this arm right here. And you want to really go off on somebody that doesn't have what you want, but since you have that, <laughs> you're like, man, somebody's going to film me right now. I want you to act right even if you don't have that shirt on. And man, that's pretty tough because sometimes we've got to wait in line. And it seems like the drive throughs are getting longer and the dining room is absent. And uh, I'm not even going to go into that story. You've heard me tell it. Uh, verse 3. And I want you to bear with that one person, you know. And sometimes we even go to church with those people. Eager to maintain the unity in the spirit. So here we go with this unity and this worship and all this thing. And God's called us to come together, not just coexist. In the bond of peace, there is one body. Say that with me, one body. That's it, one body of Christ. And he tells us what's in the, in the body here. He said, one spirit, as you were called, to one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and one Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Amen. Oh, we're getting ready to go here. But grace, so that's favor, grace is poured out on you. You get something that you don't deserve. It's called grace. It was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. So he only gives you the amount of grace that you can handle and the amount of grace that you're going to use. And if you're not going to use it, don't expect any more tomorrow if you didn't use the grace that he gave you today. So once you pour it out to a lost and broken world, you come back into the, to, the, uh, to the church and to his word and through your prayer and all that, he'll pour more in. And as, and as you continue uh, to develop in Christ, he continues to give you more and more and more responsibility. It's called the rewards program. <laughs> and I think about that. I was, uh, you know, sometimes we reward stuff that doesn't, shouldn't be rewarded. I was, uh, after Pastor Aaron's sister's funeral, we all went and ate dinner somewhere, and I was sitting with a young guy, and you know they start kids out like it, like, I was talking to this one young guy, he was in the trades, and uh, he's, you know, uh, you don't have to really, how do I say this and be kind, <laughs> you don't really have to know a whole lot to get paid a lot of money. You know, like when I got in the trade, I, I I started out, I was uh, making $6 an hour swinging a hammer. And now some of these kids are starting out, and he said this with a straight face, $24 an hour. And I was like, that's incredible. 
So in, in, in the carpenters' union, as, as you go to each term, you get paid more and more. And that's a great system. And that's the way God's system is set up too. If you use what he's given you, he'll graduate you eventually to being a journeyman. You can become a journeyman. So here's what it says, in, and I'm taking a little sidebar here in Luke 6.30. It says, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, will be poured into your lap. With the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So it's like a seed. If you, if you have a seed and all you do is carry it around and you, and you never put it in the ground, it's never going to grow. And then once you get it in the ground, you have, to, you have to water it. You have to take care of it. You have to pull the weeds in it. And it takes a, takes a lot of maintenance. And as we're working with God's people and God's kingdom, they require a lot of work. Now look at your neighbor. You need a measure of Christ's grace and mercy to deal with the people he's put before us. And God's people said amen. It's a measure, in, and, and once you use it, so he'll, he'll put people that have small difficulties in your path, and if you do well with it, he'll continue to make this, this measure grow. Um, I kind of told, I'll go ahead and tell this, and I don't know if any of the, kids down there or my daughter's watching I'll just go ahead and tell the story anyways so my daughter had her friends here from down south and they all come and and they were sitting I said make sure they're sitting in the front row I talked to Dr. D before we got out and I said um I said when we get when I get ready to leave and I go out the back door back here I want to make sure that one young man that's dating my daughter he's in the front seat of my truck when we leave here True story. You can ask him about that. We, we, I, was, I was showing grace and I was showing mercy. But what I wanted to do is I... It's a true story. And then Dr. D went over during the service and he tapped this young man. His name's Jerem. He tapped him on the shoulder. He said, hey, uh, Pastor Pat wants you to ride with him in his truck on the way to the next service. And, he, and I think he thought he was being filmed. But I'll move on. So what, what God's wanting to do is the same thing. He's wanting to tap you on the shoulder and interview you today to find if you're authentic or not. And, and that's what I needed to know if since this boy decided he wanted to officially date my daughter, I need you to officially know the code that you need to operate by. See, I just can't turn my kids over to anybody. They have to know, they have to know about the instruction book. And he carries one, so, uh, so I'm thinking uh, that he understands this. But only God truly knows his heart. Amen? So you can come in and you can play all the games you want with Pastor Pat and the church and everything, but you can't fool God. And, 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 and God expects you to do the same in your family is to make sure that when they go through the interview process that they have to follow the, the handbook. Amen? And, and when you do that, you can, you can continually grow in Christ. But you have to, we have to be good ambassadors with uh, what he's already given us.
verse 8. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led hosts of the captives and he gave gifts to men. So he's given us all some sort of gift. And saying that he ascended, what does it mean that he also descended into the lower regions of the earth? So we obviously all know that he came to earth. He who descended is is the one who also ascended above the heavens and and might fill all things. He He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body. So we're bodybuilders as we continue to follow the word of the Lord and the prompting of the Holy Spirit. We're building up the kingdom of Christ. Amen. And in, 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 in Christ being the shepherd. And again, I've told you the story. I asked my wife when we were driving down the street when we left the farm yesterday, I said, look over there in that sheep pen over there and see if that sheep dog is still there. And she said, yep, he's still there. And here's the deal. God is still here today. God is still here. And he's watching over the flock the same way a sheepdog watches over the flock of the sheep. And remember, if that sheepdog isn't there in the pen, that's easy prey for the enemy. They're just out there in, in the weeds and the... Uh, they're, they're, in the, they're in the weeds in the woods just waiting for the sheepdog to leave. That's, that's, a, that's an easy meal for a coyote or a wolf. A sheep ain't got no wrap for a, for a coyote. Me and my wife was sitting over at the house down here, and uh, we was drinking coffee, and then all of a sudden a coyote walked right in front of our window. And he went and he sniffed our door and he sniffed the neighbor's door and everything. He was looking for an easy meal. He was looking for a domestic cat outside somewhere. See, let me tell you something. The, 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 wolves, and, uh, the wolves and the coyotes of the world are getting bolder and bolder now. And they're coming in the form of tyranny and they're coming in the form of all different things. And they're, and they're pushing their, their agenda. What you need to let them know is I got the sheepdog watching over me here. Amen. All right, so let's rise. We'll drop some house lights down. I want to talk to you. I told the church last night, it was like, I don't know where I was with this. I, I sent my notes out to my people and, and all this stuff, and I go, we're going to go in Ephesians 4. We're going to read verses 1 through 32. And I got to 10 verses, and I'm like, so we'll see what God's got here. I want you to listen to this. Uh, he gave them uh, to equip the saints for the ministry, so we're going to be ambassadors for Christ's kingdom. And then verse 13, it says, until we all attain the unity of faith and knowledge of God to mature manhood. So what, what and when he says manhood, I, I, it's gender friendly. It's not just guys, it's also mankind to mature manhood. So what he wants us to do, what I'm saying today, church, Dave, he wants us to grow up. You can't run around and act like a baby all the time. And I think sometimes we treat our own children like that in 2022. We don't expect Junior to do anything anymore. We just, you, you can start, Krista. I was talking about this last night. And I'm just, I'm just kind of, I'm throwing it out here, so don't hold it against me. A Junior wants a new iPad or whatever. Here's what I said. I thought it was like automatic when it snowed, kids would be out shoveling driveways. I mean, hold on for a second. Hold on. This is a, it's a crazy notion. That's, that's what we used to, How many driveways did you shovel? That's what we would say. 
And then in summertime, we would ask, how many yards did you cut? What, what my dad was doing, and thank God for him, Mike Rankin never gave you a quarter. But, but whatever you earned, he would match. It's called the rewards program. It's awesome. And, it, and if you didn't do anything, watch this. If you didn't do anything, you didn't get anything. We still okay? It's kind of crazy. It's like, like, I can't even think that way. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> it's called growing up. Mature manhood, stuff like that. I, I, or we, what we say, like when we're on a, on, a, on a men's retreats, we just tell everybody, man up. Yeah, our men's retreats are pretty dang. They're, they're right to the point. We don't have to play any little, little baby games. We just get out there and get with it, and we're here because we love Jesus, and we have a lot of things in common, coffee and eating. They ask me the same thing. They go, what are, you, what are we going to do with the men's retreat? I'm like, man, we're going to talk about Jesus. I'm going to shoot a lot of guns. And, and we're going to read our and we're going to read our Bibles and we're going to eat. And then when we wake up, we're going to do it over again, same thing. We're, we're trying to mature each other. God's trying to mature you today into this worship thing that we're talking about. He says, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children. Look at your neighbor and say, quit acting like a baby. Why we, Terry, why don't we just tell it like it is? I was, uh, I was at a place with, with some people, and, uh, and, and I don't understand how news cycles work at all and and I was sitting I was eating dinner with my friend and he's he's a student all kinds of things and and somebody came on the news and they said oh they're really ousting him because he spoke his mind about the world and the position it was in so all his sponsors dropped him and all kinds of stuff we're, we're, we're babying each other and trying to make us all feel better. But we're not getting any smarter. So what I'm going to ask you today is. Are you ready truly to. Show your worship to the Lord. And not worry about if it's politically correct or not. Here's the deal. It ain't never going to be all right with the world, the way you go to church and the way you worship God. They're going to look at you and go, man, that dude is just a, a Christian. And they go, yeah, I'm proud about it. I'm proud to be a Christian. I think it's something that we ought to wear like a banner, a badge. Ambassador for Christ and proud of it. So I'm going to pray for you today. And if there's anything that you can add to the worship service today, I would challenge you to do that according to God's prompting, not Pastor Pat's. 
I don't want you to do anything manufactured. I just want you to finally give a sweet release to the Lord and surrender that part of your life that has, has, uh, has confined you. So I'm going to ask you the same question I ask every week. Have you given your life to Jesus? I would be a fool to walk in here week after week and the thousands upon thousands that have been in and out of this building and assume that everybody's saved. That that would be really cool. But I can't do that because I know some people ain't going to get saved. And that's, man, that's sad. So give your life to Jesus today. Not for my benefit, but for yours. I'm already saved. And then here's what I want to pray about with your worship. And you just raise your hand and say, God, I would love to have this spirit of worship. I would love to, I would love to be able to, to really worship you with authenticity and not be fake or phony. Hey, let's be honest, guys. Some religions out there don't worship, want you to worship the Lord at all. Some, some religions don't even want you to have a Bible. They want to keep you ignorant to the things of God. And that's a ploy from the enemy. So let's pray together, shall we? Be praying for your family and for your... Be praying for your friends that are next to you. You know, there's a lot of people that are in hospitals right now that would love to be where you guys are at. Does anybody have any friends or family that's in the hospital right now? Do you remember when you wasn't feeling good, church? I remember that. I remember that. I remember when all this started and, and everybody was gone. They lied to you. They told you, stay away. Don't come around the church. What a lie that was. And and then you told yourself, man, whenever this is over, I get back to the church, I'm going to worship the Lord like crazy. Do you remember that prayer? Or you were in a hospital. Or you were at home, in your room. You said, man, I can't wait to get back to church. Who is that in this church today? Be real. And we're finally here. Now it's, now it's time to pour it out, man. There ought to be dancing in the streets and, and skipping and jumping and people getting excited. That you, you, you pulled me through it. I'm ready to worship you. I'm ready to praise you. Not just myself, but the, with the rest of the believers. We're, we're excited about God. We got home team advantage, guys. Let us pray. Father God, I don't know how we got here. I, I, I don't know how we made it through. Who am I talking to? <laughs> if that's you, and you said, I, I don't know how I made it through, you ought to visit the altar right now. I don't know how I made it through. I don't know how I got through that. 
right in the middle of the pandemic, right in the middle of the mess, right in the middle of the, of the situation, right in the middle of the, of the deal. I can't believe that we made it here. Somebody's got to have something to be happy about in this church today. I'm not ashamed to thank God for being here today. You know it ain't by happenstance that you made it through this dang mess. Guys, there's been pandemics and heart attacks and strokes and and leprosy and all kinds of stuff all through the Bible. And you remember some of the things that Solomon did. He, off, uh, he, he did all kinds of offerings to the Lord. And they were dancing and shouting and saying, it went on for days and days and days and days. They couldn't praise God enough. Wipe your brow and just go, my gosh, I can't believe I made it here today. I think about that all the time. I'm like, man, I can't believe I made it. God loves you today. Do you know that? He spared you. He, you're here. It ain't by coincidence or happenstance or you're that cool or that tough or that slick. It's because the hand of Almighty God is on your life and he's trying to talk to you today. You can't make it through this crazy world without the hand of God being on you. So, Father God, I pray that you speak to your people today. Touch them. Draw them close to you. Let them know that they're loved. And that the church is doing well and we care for one another. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray.